Cradeline Network. Borak Dog Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Eli, and this is the sixth episode of the Judge Red Magazine Primer. A podcast where two Americans try to establish a foundation of knowledge to come to grips with the Judge Dredd magazine. This episode, we're talking about one of the most significant events in Judge Dredd's more recent past, the Apocalypse War. (laughs) Uh, The Apocalypse War is collected in the later half of Judge Dredd, The Complete Case Files 5. Um, I originally planned to cover uh, part of Necropolis here. Uh, but I realized that, you know, Eli, as we were talking about all this stuff, I just kept talking about the Apocalypse War, like when I was talking about things like, like, oh, yeah, this all this happened in the Apocalypse War, whatever else. And they can drop wars casually. You gotta- yeah. You know, it, it, it is a big deal. And it's one of these things where, um, you know, the whole purpose of the primer is for me to show you the stuff that I keep referring to as opposed to just kind of like telling you about it and then moving on or whatever. So I guess it's just time to get into this thing. Uh, it's a, the, the Apocalypse War is a big deal in Dread history. It was a conflict that was a culmination of several different stories. Um, and it changed the landscape of Mega City One forever. The judges are still feeling the effects of it years later. Uh, plus, it let all, it, it was one of these big stories that let all the current uh, Dread characters team up together um, mm-hmm. and created a great sort of long-term Dread villain in uh, Judge Orlock, right. uh, who we met in uh, our Judge Anderson uh, uh, episode. Um, I'll mention here that, that instead of the Apocalypse War itself, we'll be uh, including stuff from Block Mania, which is the lead up to the Apocalypse War, because the two are, are definitely linked. Um, like Chopper, last time we're, we're, we're doing excerpts here, but I've tried to cut sort of to, to the heart of the matter as, um, as, as much as I can. So sort of like tr- trying to cut off some side things, but still preserving key moments. Um, so we'll ho- hopefully it'll work out. Um, everything that, that we're reading today is written by John Wagner and Alan Grant. Um, Block Mani was drawn by a, a, a couple different artists of, of Mike McMahon, Ron Smith, Brian Bolland, and Steve Dillon. And the Apocalypse War story itself was drawn by Carlos Escara. Yeah. Um, Mike McMahon quickly becoming one of my favorites. He's fun. Yeah, definitely. This is his actually all the big crowd scenes and stuff in 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 uh, in, in Block Mania um, made him say, like, "All right, I'm not. I'm I'm done with Judge Dredd. This is too much work." And he, mm-hmm. this is sort of his last. Wow. His I last um, Dread stuff. I'm glad he didn't phone it in. He, he, no, no, he no. He did. He did the work, and then I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm moving on." And then he drew a lot of uh, slain stuff for 2008, which is this sort of a barbarian fantasy story. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did. Yeah, he's done a bunch of 2080 stuff. We we've got a little bit of Ron Smith in here who we've ta- who, who, who we've talked about already, um, as well as a, a, a fair amount of Brian Ball, and this is also his last work on Dread for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Ball, and after this would go to like the would go to America and do a lot of stuff for uh, like Animal Man and then uh, Wonder Woman as well. And I think we'll see a little bit of Steve Dillon. I'm not sure if his stuff's actually going to be in the in the ones that we excerpted, but he would go on to do besides dreads besides 2008 stuff would also uh, do Preacher with uh, Garth Ennis here in the states. Now, um, do you have a little document that tells everyone's names, or have you just memorized? I mean, <laughs> like there are like uh, credit cards at the start of most of these stories that say who the artist is and stuff. Kind of become a custom. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I, I sort of picked that out. There is also a, 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 a database I refer to pretty, pretty heavily for credits and stuff at a 2000AD.org. Mm, okay. Which I should actually send you now that I'm thinking about it. But um, <laughs> yes. Um, which has sort of breakdowns. Like the the big thing I I I use it for is that they have breakdowns of um like stories with all of the um like by sort of issue of the prog or the magazine, sort of by story, and then tell you who the different um creators and stuff are in in there. That I think is very helpful, or that I, that I find very helpful just to figure out who's who's doing what as it comes up, you know. Um, although the the backstory and who the, and, and who's done what afterwards and stuff, a lot of those I'm basing it on my own knowledge or just some Wikipedia research and things like that. You know, yes, that's cool. 
Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, the Apocalypse War itself, the artist is Carlos Escarra, who, who I think we, we, we've seen a little bit of. Um, he's an uh, he's the artist who created Judge Dredd. Like, he, he, he created the, the character's look and uniform and stuff. But um, because of sort of some mishandling in the early days of the strip, he, he moved on to other things. And, had, and at this point, hadn't actually drawn a ton of Judge Dredd. And the Apocalypse War is very much his uh, homecoming to the to the character, which I think is pretty cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, so just to kind of set the stage, I guess, as we're getting started here, it's we're starting in Prague 236, which is in October 1981. Uh, tensions between the U.S. and the U.K. and the USSR at a boiling point. Kids everywhere are worried about nuclear war. So let's have one. But first... Some mania by starting with block mania. Uh, the whole city's going wild and only dread can stop it. Possibly. <laughs> um, it starts specifically with something that will be, that will be, um, an, an iconic moment in, uh, in a mega city one history, which is, um, an ice cream, uh, uh, Melda Dreeps of the Dantana block is hit by a falling freezy whip. From the Enid Blyton block. (laughs) And this sends both blocks into full-on block war. Just two two massive city blocks fighting amongst each other. Question should have been what flavor it was. That's what It's mint. All right, I'll allow it, but... Mm-mm, I'll, I'll never... I I won't tolerate getting... Having a strawberry dropped on me, Eli. No way. (laughs) That's the greatest insult. Um... (laughs) But so war goes so 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 the two blocks go to war and then several other blocks also go on go on war at the same time. So it's not just Edith Blight and Dantana, but soon uh Ricky Fulton's joining, Henry Kissinger, Pancho Villa, Betty Crocker, all these guys go to action. I love like you said, this uh like this this Mick McMahon are this Mike McMahon art, artwork of all these people just pouring out of these different blocks, like, let's go. <laughs> it's really yeah. great. Just all these, all these people coming out to fight and stuff. It's really fun. Yeah. The, yeah. The way they use, uh, uh, the blacks for their negative, no, negative space is really mm-hmm. well. Um, it adds a lot of depth and like, um, energy and like, uh, I don't know. I guess cleanness too. It, mm-hmm. uh, it allows, uh, those details to really pop out and then some of the other abstract elements like buildings and walls and you know under tables to just go black so you don't need to worry about them anymore so you focus much more on the expression on the faces yeah yeah things like that the specifics are kind of lost in the blackness but you kind of have these are these are these figures running forward and stuff like that a lot of times the like the first pages of these stories would have been in color in the original mm-hmm. progs, but we're using the case file one, so it's all black and white here, which is kind of a bummer. But it's very, you know, I like black and white, so that's fine. Yeah, it's a it's it's a classic look, you know. I feel, yeah, I know. I um, I'm used to it too at this point, you know. It's just sort of an, uh, a a point worth worth making, I guess. Mm, yeah, but so. Definitely. These six blocks are fighting it out. Ride foam isn't working. They're trying. They're starting to shoot people, and even that isn't doing anything. Um, Dread orders this tank to start firing stum gas into the crowds. Um, and even though that kills one in 250 people, they have no choice. Like, you know, each one of these blocks has like 60,000 people in it. So this war, so if they all go to war, it like, you know, is going to be a, 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 a really unreasonable amount of people going, um, against each other. The tank dreads in gets knocked over by heavy weapons from the Pancho Villa block because it seems like, you know, because all these places also have like city defense forces and like their own kind of little military and stuff. So they have pretty big guns if they need them. And though they won't actually use them when they when they should be. That's sort of how it goes. Right. <laughs> but apparently while dreads doing this, there's um Block wars cropping up all over the all over the north side of the city, but they got to deal they got to deal with them, or else this whole city is going to go up in flames. So at this point, we cut ahead. All right, that was part two of Block Mania. Now we're going to part six of Block Mania. 
Um, and it's mostly just because, like, and basically what's happened in the next four parts has been things have been going from bad to worse. Like, mm. more and more, like, citizen, like, basically just every city, like, everybody's getting real, like, patriotic for their city block, basically. Like, I'm from here. Like, we're going to beat up everybody else. Let's fight. Like, and everybody just, just, like, chaos is sweeping the streets no matter what Dread and the judges try to do. It right. uh, it has no effect on them. Even some judges that, like, work in different city blocks are joining forces with the right. block maniacs. Like right. there's only only a couple people not affected, and it's most of the judges and this guy named Max Normal, who um is like a guy who wears pinstripes and is very cool, but also like totally insane. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so, it, I love how such a big event is caused by pretty much nothing. Like it, it's just like that pent up frustration that people must be feeling from well, probably being unemployed, like the judge's pressure and all these things. So them just having some type of outlet. Kind of. I mean, I mean, that's de- de- definitely the basis of it. But what what we've just learned in part six is that there actually is a cause of the block mania. Someone's doing it, right? Somehow, and ha- mm-hmm. But before this informant can explain who's doing it, they get garroted by piano wire or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just ju- just off screen before they can sort of explain what's going on. I just think it's fun because they didn't illustrate the piano wire very. No, it's just sort of an invisible, invisible assassination wire or whatever, you know. The future. That's what. Yeah. That's how you do. Definitely, yeah. You know, I mean, it's either invisible wire or like you know, like a laser thing or something like that. You know. <laughs> um. So Dredd sees this fi- this figure who just killed this guy. Um sort of head out and then dread basically goes give chase but it's tough because he's got to follow this guy as um as block mania ra- rages so like he's trying to do it you know trying to figure things out but like he's getting attacked by all these different uh uh, uh city blocks that, that he drives past he gets shot down by frank zappa outside or by a, the jed by the jed clampett block as he's on his way to to, to frank zappa or whatever um, in the end, though, he makes it through. He fights his way through the city. Where am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fights his way through the city and meets his dead body, or finds his dead body, and realizes that uh, all that block mania is being caused by some kind of contamination in the city's water supply. Oh no! Water supply. And it's sort of re- like he kind of puts it together by saying like, oh, yeah, because most judges drink water that's recycled in their bikes. And um, that Max Normal guy, I guess he only drinks champagne, sh- uh, fake champagne, and like doesn't take showers. He uses the Clino wipes or something. And so because of that, he's like not exposed to water either, you know. Right. So here's where we see the evil Judge Orlock make his make his first appearance, poisoning the city of a uh, of a uh, of Mega City One with the with this vile Black Mania toxin and stuff. It's pretty cool. We see him do it, and then sort of you know because he's like this super spy. We see him like escape and beat people up and sort of be unstoppable, basically. Right. You know, pretty awesome stuff. This is, uh, yes, yeah, this is Steve Dillon here on the on on art at this point in part seven as he makes his way mm. until. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Look, I, yeah, it's a very. <laughs> uh, I guess I haven't seen enough 007 to make this reference, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely looks like he's up to something. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got the he's got the smooth moves and large facial scars that right. you're looking for in an, in a nefarious individual, you know. Yeah, they should just you know find that, lock him up. Yeah, you got a scar on your lip. That's very identity. You're probably up to something. I mean, you uh, know, yeah, like I mean, at least at least talk to him. You right. know, even if you don't re- arrest him right away, you know. Um, one big thing is um, uh, uh, one of Judge Dredd's friends, uh, Judge Giant, manages to get the drop on Orlock and, uh, and, and, and almost arrest him and stuff when he gets distracted by a spy satellite, by like a drone, basically. And Orlock shoots him in the back. Oh, no. And that's the roughest part is just that um, one of Dredd's friends, Judge Giant, has been killed sort of by this evil Orlock in their run up to uh, – in the midst of this block mania story, you know? Yeah. 
because Judge Giant's such a great name. Like that's oh yeah. Well, lose that. What it is is that um, I I believe his name's actually Clay, but his um, his dad was named Giant and was in another 2000 AD story called The Harlem Heroes, which was about these guys. These it, it was like a sports comic about these guys on on jetpacks. That like um, travel the sci-fi world, play in uh, future sports, basically. Sounds very familiar. I remember a guy with a jetpack. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we saw this guy. Um, I believe in our in an earlier primer we saw his like uh, rookie run, like when he was a rookie, and then uh, Judge Dredd took him out like sort of for an evaluation, and it mm-hmm. ended with him scoring a airstrike in the old mm-hmm. Harlem Heroes arena. And then sort of getting his badge and his dad was like, oh, the original giant was like, hey, let's go hang out. It's like, no, I got to go patrol the city, you know. (laughs) But that was like three or four years ago. And now Giant has become uh, a top level judge. But now he's also dying in Dred's arms. Oh, no. Um, At the same time, Orlok's infiltrating Weather Central. They're gonna. He's, um, they figured out the uh, chemical behind block mania, but they're weak from an antidote. Um, but they real. They realized that like Orlock might have one. They could get one from, one from his blood, perhaps. But at the same time, Orlock's breaking into Weather Central and killing everybody because he's gonna make it rain block mania. Oh no! <laughs> That's what you don't want. Right. Um, but in the end, they he gets a uh, like weather control gets a. Uh, or he like escapes in a pod and weather controls tracking it. And they send the information to Dredd and Dredd's going after it because now it's time for the big final showdown between those guys. Uh, I don't know why I'm surprised that they have a weather control like a uh, satellite thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Mega, yeah, Mega City 1 has like, you know, the ability to control the weather around the city. Um, generally, you only really hear about it when it malfunctions and means that there is weather in the city, you know, like, right. oh, there's been a malfunction. So there's a rain or it's foggy or something. I think they like, they like make it snow for like, um, like one hour a year on, on Christmas or something like that. <laughs> um, just for the holiday spirit. Yeah. Just to kind of, you know, be nice to people or something like that, I guess. But so this leads to what I think is pretty funny. It rain, it's, it's raining for the first time in a while. So we see the people of the mega city like rushing out to like play in the rain, basically. And then that leads to Dread quartering Orlock and the two of them having this huge knockdown drag out fight. I really love like Ballin's art here just as he draws these two guys sort of in hip deep water, punching the right. crap out of each other, you know. And right. yeah, it worked really well. Yeah, and then Dread manages to like capture Orlock, but when the other judges come to him, he's been like submerged in like liquid block mania, and so he just like comes up and he's got this thing that's like, "I'm with the Rowdy H Block. Who are you fighting with?" And they gotta like hit him with a tranquilizer because the idea of Dread like taking part in block mania and wanting to fight everybody is too terrifying to contemplate. You know. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, he'll kill us all, you know. <laughs> Gotta take him out right away. <laughs> um and once they've done this, eventually they manage to get like they basically they they you know they capture Orlock and they'll eventually get the get the um antidote to block mania from him and stuff. But he basically says, Ah, it's too late. Like this whole job this whole thing was to weaken your city and make you be distracted because now the real war begins. Operation Apocalypse, the end of Mega City One. Man, that's diabolical. Totally. Right. Listen, that's why he's so evil, you know? Yeah. That's Carl on the Lip. This is the same guy who was um Yeah. That- it- in Anderson, yeah. in in our Anderson's uh, story, like he basically stayed in jail for a bunch of years, and that hour hour of the wolf story managed to negotiate his like escape. That is so fun. Just all you know. That's what I love about that. that that's one thing that I, I I love about Dread is just sort of bringing things around back to itself. You know, like it, I I think like because it happens so infrequently it makes it it makes it rewarding i guess as opposed right. to maybe sometimes like i don't know like in a in a superhero's rogue ga- rogues gallery where this where the 
um, where these prisons really are just kind of re- revolving doors and everybody's back out immediately, you know? Like, yep. to get to break out of prison, it requires like several years and a complex plan. It's not just like the first issue of whatever story it is. Oh, now I've broken out. It's like, no, like you got you to gotta work at it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, you probably don't know the reference, but uh, uh, One Piece, they kind of do that same thing. There's mm-hmm. characters that are introduced season one, and then 200 episodes later, you find out that they show up again, or you find out someone is related to them, or, oh, I'm their brother. Yeah, we grew up to. And it's just like, oh, cool. What a what a good payoff to that guy who I thought I was never going to, you know, ah. see or hear. In theory, that's neat. But as we've discussed, I can't watch that show because of long-term grudge reasons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is awesome though. yeah that's what i mean it's a uh, um having that payoff for you know oh yeah characters is no definitely i think i think that is a really cool idea yeah to have sort of have these things and have them gain significance as time goes by for sure yeah but that yeah. takes us to the real reason we're here part one of the apocalypse war and i love this we're looking at now at this at this first image of the apocalypse of uh, the story, which is like mm. dread walking out, like you know, battle damage, the big old laser rifle, all the uh, heads of the of uh, the of uh, Sovsit on the other side, you know, legions of uh, Soviet of uh, Sovsit troops, and just a big mushroom cloud in the middle. Like here's this war stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that, oh yeah, no, but it, it is awesome. It definitely. Um, uh, gives you this uh gritty feeling of war i'm glad we got um this artist on it because uh, yeah. i don't know it so you have more of a fleshy art style it makes it feel like interesting uh, will have uh some weight to them so if uh things go when things go down uh yeah i think it has a little bit more of an impact just based on the art style oddly yeah. enough I think so too. Yeah, I mean, his his scare is a really great artist, and I think his uh, his Judge Dredd's really amazing. I really like. He's one of my top guys. I think, and he's drawn Dredd really consistently over the years, where he's done a lot of work with him, um, and he created him, so it sort of works out. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Bonus. Yeah, but so we cut to East Meg One and the Dicturat, which is in like the St. Basil's Cathedral, like sort of the head of uh, of the Russian state and stuff. It's been sort of futuristicized and stuff. And they're like, all right, like, you know, block mania has worked. So let's press the button and begin the apocalypse. They just <laughs> launch a billion nukes at uh, Mega City One and say, like, deal with that, you jerks. <laughs> Take out orbital defenses, drop torpedoes all over the place to sort of uh inundate the entire uh city with these all these massive nukes and stuff um it's good i don't know like you know we see dread and the and the and the mega citizens or dread and the judges scrambling and the mega citizens are like they don't care like they're just sort of these guys i don't you know they aren't like that interested in saving themselves because they're too busy you know doing block mania basically yeah (laughs) that takes us to part two as we see like a a trillion missiles missiles within missiles like flying (laughs) all over the city you know everyone's shouting fire and vape you know vape 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 as they start shooting down all these nukes but in the end um you know a couple of them get through one of them's to the nearly rebuilt uh bob oppenheimer block which was one that was destroyed um by these pirates like these uh sea these are uh, deep sea pirates that were actually being controlled by the sov sits in an earlier story and so they they destroyed they, they destroyed that block and now it's just uh, about to be rebuilt and then it gets nuked again and destroyed once more oh no <laughs> what are the chances yeah and it's funny because it's the bob oppenheimer the robert oppenheimer block and he's the guy who invented nuke or what took was a key part of inventing uh, uh nuclear weapons and stuff so it's sort of a a, de- <laughs> a decent pun here you know uh, but yeah these these uh one megaton warheads are dropping all over the city but the block maniacs barely even notice it they just keep fighting amongst themselves and stuff um eventually yeah everyone's fighting through the uh the megacity tries to 
tries to react but get hit gets hit by like uh, their force fields and stuff. There's a pretty interesting moment where the other mega cities of um of the unit of the what used to be the United States get contacted by Sov by, by the Sov sit and they're like right. and we're like all right like you know we've launched a preemptive strike if you agree to stand down we won't attack you as well and we see both uh Texas City and Mega City 2 agree to their fell off or like oh these jerks right i loved Texas City being having the hat like that was oh of course uh, yeah I didn't need to know anything about them I saw the hat I was like that guy is the leader of Texas there's there's yeah. no doubt we've seen a little bit of Texas City so far in uh in Judge Dredd but not a ton like I think the big thing the big thing I remember is that there was like a big like it's in, instead of the Statue of Liberty the Statue of Judgment there's just a big like uh cowboy guy statue of a cowboy in the middle of a uh, of Texas City I mean it's very much like an English person's view of like America and Texas you know so it's like the, the biggest of American stereotypes you know I yeah maybe I have my own stereotypes because I was hey. imagine might be not too far off. Oh yeah, listen, there's there's a pretty big vent, you know, there's a lot of crossover in terms of what those might be for sure. <laughs> but so, let's go so, so now we go to part 3 of the uh of the apocalypse war, nukes causing giant tidal waves that inundate the whole city and stuff like that. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Just, very well done as well. I, I, yeah, such a weight and presence to it. A lot of detail in the the waves. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I just um, I can I can't. It's hard to fathom how big these waves are when you think about how big all the all the city blocks are, and these are sort of yeah. like overtopping them and stuff. And like it's sort of a version of that one Japanese painting of of like the big tsunami wave and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Meanwhile, Judge Dredd in a uh, in a vehicle with the chief judge alongside him crashes into the Betty Boot block, and oh, they gotta like fight their way to safety through uh, this big uh, through a block full of block maniacs and stuff like that. <laughs> but listen, we're gonna leave that part of the story behind because we gotta jump ahead. All right, <laughs> right. Like, listen, they they make it through. All right, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump ahead. We're just gonna check in briefly <laughs> with the apocalypse war here and go to part seven. Um, Jump, isn't it? That's yeah. Well, listen. You know, Dread managed to get Judge Griffin to safety, and they actually send him into space. We'll touch. We'll, we'll touch on that later. Into okay. space, source for safety is the basic point. I think we we skipped up. Four chapters, is that right? Yeah. All right, perfect. So now the land war has begun on um, on Mega City One. You know, they don't want to just destroy Me- – like, they've destroyed basically the southern half of Mega City One. Mm-hmm. So sort of – I feel like sort of Virginia to Florida has been sort of completely wiped out, just nuked off the map. But now they want to conquer the northern part, you know, for land and slaves and other things. You know, just sort of general conquest things. Right, right, of course. And so to do that, they've sent out War Marshal Kazan, who is this guy with the with the glasses on the mm. first part of the story. You're shouting forward the Metal Legions. Uh, and were these new Metal Legions? I guess we could get that as we get to it. But uh, these things seem very dangerous and scary. And, oh yes, first um, time seeing these. But, I mean, no, for me. I- yeah, well, I mean, they, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of of the Sov sits. We haven't seen those before, but it's very much like here are these big like nuke uh, nuke powered tanks, these Strato V flying vehicles that hit people with gas and lasers, and these crazy yeah. uh, centoid robots that like <laughs> kill everybody. Basically, you know, right. like we got like we got big tanks, we got killbots, we got like mm-hmm. murder planes. Like everything, everything's bad is the basic answer. <laughs> and like part of what w- one thing I'm sad about for cutting parts out of the apocalypse war actually and uh, and block mania also is just that because there's like all these pages of Mega City One losing and dread not being able to like pull things out or anything like that. And just, you know, you get this real sense of like doom and gloom and depression because it seems like like our heroes can't win, you know, no matter what happens. 
I do like a. You were trying to summarize uh, seven uh, chapter seven. I think you did. We got we got tanks. We got yeah, <laughs> killbots. We got gas ships. And then and then they're all right. And that's the end of the chapter, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like that's just sort of sort sort of checking in. Like, listen, like Kazan's leading these forces into war. It's going badly. You know, <laughs> is the basic point. Um, and I should say also that sort of the bosses in East Meg One have put have have are protecting themselves with a force field, so they're mm-hmm. completely invulnerable to attack over. In their homeland, but they also can't communicate to the outside world. So Kazan's sort of operating on his own. But so, okay. listen, that just keeps going on. And Dred's leading a resistance force. They're doing hit and run tactics and stuff like that. So let's just jump way ahead to part 16. <laughs> All right. I, think I, I appreciate you putting, putting seven in there in the middle just to kind of make sure that, you know. I mean, I, I know. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get back. Now we're in space. Yeah, there's fighting. It's going bad. There's some moments of individual heroism and stuff like that. But the overall feel is just more of like, you know, like the hair, like Dread and the rest of the judges are sort of, you know, these, uh, these, you know, good fighters and like, her- and like have all these heroic stands and stuff. But Mega, but, but, uh, e- but East, but, uh, East Meg One is like better equipped, has more troops and more um, ways of fighting and stuff like that, and are sort of winning a slow war of attrition, which um, they can afford to to with losses they can afford to take that the judges can't really that the East that the, the Mega City One judges can't. But yeah, now we go to space, and in space, the Justice Two has been captured, and aboard it is Chief Judge Griffin, this eye patch guy who is sort of the uh, the, the head of the city, basically. They've captured him and then they brainwash him to do his bidding, to, to do Kazan's bidding to sort of rule the city, basically. Um, meanwhile, I guess, we see a bunch of collaborators sort of in this nuclear rain be tossed in a ditch and then a bunch of uh, judges dread among them, like gunning them down and leaving, leaving a sign that says traitors on their body, you know. It's pretty solid. Um, right. <laughs> but I mean, or I mean, I don't know, is sort of an example of like the uh, how grim this war is, you know, that the right. the judges are still enforcing the law. And like, especially if you betray Mega City 1 to uh, East Meg, then you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You know, and these judges don't mind doing it, basically. Right. They are the executioners. Absolutely. And I think there was a similar... I don't know. if it, I forget if I, I – I don't think I put it in here because I couldn't find it. But there's a similar point where they sort of – Dread comes across some civilians who have been hopelessly irradiated and basically mercy kills them as well. Like just because they, they won't be able to survive otherwise. Yeah, um, that's tough. You got to make those calls. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard being a judge, you know. Um, speaking of was, hard – of oh, go ahead. I was curious about uh, space. Uh, I didn't know – a lot about space. I, I, I know this was like a, you know, sci-fi futuristic type thing. It, uh, it doesn't but, come up a ton, but okay. like, yeah. Um, so like mega, you know, basically like there, there's space, like, like honestly, like anything judge dread is this omni sci-fi setting. Like mm. you want magic, you want aliens, you want time travel, you want alternate right. realities. It's got all that. Anything, anything you can think of, basically. Yeah. I know that we he had sent judges to like um, these different places. That I know they're talking about Mars, but like, are there aliens? Is there? Oh like, yes. Okay, it, but they in, ever, are there uh, spaceship fights? Like, uh, not so much. Like, not a ton of space of, of of spaceship stuff. Like, most of the aliens, I believe in, Me- like in Mega City One, especially, they don't really like they don't really lack aliens that much. We don't lack your kind here, so they kind of have like an alien district where the aliens have to kind of stick to the, stick to their own stick to themselves and stuff. That makes sense. That's a way to narratively keep them a little bit more separated. Right. So it means that if they want to do alien things, they can sort of swing by the district and kind of do some stuff there. But otherwise, it's not 
as big as like a, a part of the story but like you know alien tourists buzz the mega city every now and then um one of these other big mega epics was the, was called the uh, the quest for the judge child which is basically this uh faded um figure that was supposed to foretell what was supposed to uh pr- would someday protect the city from doom basically but and it was a kid with like a, an eagle birthmark on their forehead Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a big dread thing. But so this kid was then kidnapped by a bunch of uh, no good outlaws. And <laughs> they went to space. So dread had to go on a big adventure sort of through different alien planets and stuff like that to finally find this kid. That's cool. So there's a full nice. like warp drive and aliens and all that kind of stuff in Judge Dredd. It just doesn't affect it, – it, because it doesn't affect Dredd that much unless he's sort of on specific duty for it. We don't see – you know, it's easy to miss it in the comics from time to time. Makes sense. But like I know at some point in the mag we'll, we'll read a story that's just about like like deep space judges doing stuff and things like that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But so Dredd sees that Judge Griffin is sort of making – has been brainwashed and is doing propaganda broadcasts for the uh, for the Sov judges. And this won't stand. <laughs> so he kind of has a tech judge rig up a bullet for him and then he sneaks – and then we go to part 17 where he's sneaking in to the Hall of Justice. And he's he snuck in this way before actually, which I think is kind of funny. Like this is sort of the standard thing when stuff goes bad. Dredd's got to break into the uh, Hall of Justice and kill the chief judge basically. Happens more often than you'd like if you're a chief judge. <laughs> <laughs> But so basically we see him sort of sneak in and fight his fight his way through the Hall of Justice, finally coming to Griffin's propaganda um, thing. And then Dredd comes in, shoots, shoots Judge, Chief Judge Griffin and then shoots himself in the heart. And that's a big cliffhanger. Like, whoa, like Dredd just killed himself. But right. Right. It's something about that special bullet. Yeah, well, that's that, that that's the that's the key is that he had he had a uh, Judge Perrier rig him up a special bullet that would go off, but would basically as it passed through his badge, it wouldn't penetrate his skin; it just sort of knock him out or something. <laughs> but so that happens, and Dread manages to escape, and then we kind of cut to part nineteen here, basically. <laughs> a lot of ground to cover. I get it. Like it's just like like I feel like. Because, like, the part where he escapes, he kind of comes to, and then these kind of comedy characters that aren't a big deal save him. And I'm just trying to keep you, keep it all business. Cause I didn't want, you know, as it is, this thing's 106 pages long. So I didn't want to make, you know, I want to, I, I, I didn't want to drown you in it, you know? <laughs> I can give you the full version if you want to see sort of the unaltered parts, definitely. But this is just sort of for our, for our purposes, you know? But so we cut to part 19. It's day eight of the Apocalypse War, which is crazy when you just see all the death and destruction that's happened in this time, you know. Um, Kazan's ruling the city. He's being a real jerk about it. We see Dread yell at the rulers of uh, Texas City and East Meg 2 for like, you know, being for, for not helping him and stuff. And it seems like they're on their own. And because of that, Dread's got a plan. <laughs> There's a pretty good, um, like my favorite thing, which is a putting a team, putting the team together montage (laughs) (laughs) of just dread wandering around, like uh, recruiting a bunch of top judges, Ox, Quan, Costa, my favorite judge Hershey. Um, they all sort of converge and meet with Dread, and Judge Anderson shows up too. She was just sort of like, yeah, like I, I knew what you were doing. Like I figured I'd come along as well. (laughs) <laughs> and as they ride out, Anderson explains, like, you know, like, listen, guys, we're heading out to take out East Mag 1, just FYI. <laughs> so now we've sort of – we've ch- this story's changed from a war story to like a Dirty Dozen or like, you know, like people going on a mission kind of story, like a Seven Samurai or something like that. Definitely. So we see the judge, um, the uh, the apocalypse crew, like steal East Meg One, 
um, strato V, you know, kill everybody inside and sort of start flying out under pre- false pretenses and stuff like that. I love all this fighting and here everybody's real claustrophobic and everybody's just sort of like making their way through the, uh, through the, through the vehicle using their various judge skills, you know? So like Anderson's like brain, like a, like a, putting the mind whammy on people if you like using uh using bombs and other things like that you know good good team stuff here <laughs> yeah. could, could, could you say that again sorry everyone has their time to shine you know yeah. when you're doing you know montage everyone needs their moment absolutely yes yeah. so everybody flies out we go to go to part uh what is this part 21 i guess as they yeah as they uh use a missile to like dr- drill into the side of an east meg one um like base and soon they're like making their way through like you know they basically just they conquer this missile base while the uh while the sov citizens while the uh the sov judges are like just sort of figuring out what the hell is going on Right. Love this th- this part. Yeah, they're sort of like coming through, gunning everybody down, finally making their way again. Like you were talking about about blacks before, and we, and we kind of get this get get this again as they move through this darkened missile silo. All these right. all these dark spaces as they're sort of fighting their way through and just taking people out, real mysterious like and stuff. Until finally, we get a really iconic. Uh, Judge Dredd image here. Like I'd say, this is probably one of the ones. Like I talked about um, Judge Dredd and Judge Fear, where he says gaze gaze into the fist of Dredd, which I said wrong like two or three times on that episode, and feel real bad about. <laughs> but um, you know, but while that gaze into the fist of Dredd is probably the most iconic image, one that's up he- up there. Is these ones where someone says like, "Oh, if you press that button, you'll kill half a billion people in East Meg One. Their blood will be on your hands." Like, have you no mercy? <laughs> and dreads like half of my city has been killed, <laughs> and you're begging me for mercy. Request denied. And he presses the button and and, and launches the nuke nuke to East Meg One, which is pretty. Oh, okay. That's gangster. Yeah. yeah, like you know, they they repeat it. Which is how, how you know it's a big deal because it's at the end of part twenty two and at the start of part twenty three, they they re they replay the same the same uh, um, conversation just to show how baller dread is and killing these guys. You know, <laughs> I always like that with uh, comic cards. We want you to redraw that last two panels, but can you just use the last two panels I already drew? No, no, no it's it's got to be new. It's got to be fresh. You know. <laughs> So this is great. Yeah. So East Meg One is just disappears under fire, under missiles fired by, you know, from an East Meg One silo because Dredd's a badass and the whole city disappears from the face of of the earth. There'll be later stories where like, I, I remember there was one that was like Dredd giving a presentation at like an elementary school or something. <laughs> and like the kids asked him questions. And one of the questions was, have you killed anyone? And he's like, yes, uh, millions of people. Like, I can't, I don't, I can't keep count, you know, because he did this. And it just yeah. means that, that anyone else he kills in terms of how many people has Dread killed is sort of a rounding error, you know. Because yeah. <laughs> he killed half a billion East, East Meg Oneers, you know. Right. Man, yeah. That's crazy to be, say, a billion and be like, eh, give her, you know, probably a little more than that. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Half million, give or take. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> but so after, so I sort of, again, I was desperate to kind of keep our page count as, 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 uh, like, as l- fairly limited, Eli. So this is actually just the first page of part, t- or the first two pages of part 23 where East Meg 1 is um, destroyed. And then we cut to the end of part 25, basically. Okay. <laughs> Which is like essentially, um, after the city was destroyed, Dredd and his team allowed themselves to be captured. And mm. War Marshal Kazan, now sort of going crazy in uh, in defeat, mm-hmm. was betrayed by his own men and who allowed Dredd to kind of walk through the uh, through the halls of the ship. And they kind of held him in place while he killed the War Marshal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got this image again of, uh, of, of, of Kazan having been shot by Dredd and saying, I regret nothing. I apologize for nothing. Right. <laughs> and then all the, all the survivors surrender unconditionally and the apocalypse war is over. Hooray. There's a pre, there's a, a fun part at the end where uh, Judge Magruder, where where Chief Judge Magruder is uh, sworn in. Um, she'll be the judge. She'll actually by by the time we start um, um, looking at stuff, she'll be back as Chief Judge, so, but but she'll be different than she is in this picture. Um, and as we see, sort of all of uh, all the East Meg Oneers kicked out and stuff. There's an interesting part where they're uh, saying it's uh, it's like a scene from Hell Dread. Could this be the catastrophe Judge Faye predicted for the city? And that was the uh, the Judge Child. What like the, the, they were supposed to get the Judge Child to prevent mm. th- this big catastrophe? But then things happen. It's complicated. But so like, but there is this sort of big doom hanging over the city, and so. McGrude's like, is this that fate? And Dredd's like, it's either that or there's worse to come. The end! <laughs> yeah, Dredd never um, tries to cheer you up. He just, uh, hey, maybe or worse. These are the only two options. He gives it to you straight, you know? Definitely. Uh, but yeah, this just reminds me of um, every time there's certain uh, chapters I'll read where I'll be like, man, the judges have it bad. You know, Dredd's got a lot to deal with like when those buildings were just falling and yeah like just <laughs> i was like how do you clean that up what ja- what janitor do you call to fix that that's a huge mess but then you know then you get this uh these wars where they're dropping nukes uh on things there's trouble going on in space and you i know, mean yeah i mean i'll say that like honestly they did spend like you know this the the story sort of ended in in like you know halfway through 1982 like it started right in, in january 1st of 1982 and was over by sort of the start of uh but or yeah by the uh by the end of july i guess or maybe the end of june six months basically um start of july maybe um and they basically spent the rest of the, of that year like cleaning up after this war and feeling having problems based on it and stuff um like if you remember that uh league of fatty story we talked about like they were having yeah. trouble because there were food shortages because of the war you know um, right. like there's a bunch of other stuff like that, you know, or like, um, like the story right after this, um, like a bunch of robots whose owners have all been killed, like set up their own kingdom, like in the, in the, in the, in an abandoned part of the mega city, you know? So that's, so there's like an ebb and flow, like, you know, uh, all things got blown up and destroyed, but Hey, now we have to, the aftermath, let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah. The, the child comes and, you know, we have to destroy <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not for that's not until like 1998 or something like that, because like then the judge was like it'll be in 18 years in um, in 1982 or whatever. So it wouldn't be like you know, so like all right, like let's this is a uh, you know this or or yeah or or like 16 years in 1982 or something. Like that's so like this is a 1998 us problem or something like that. You know, they do cover it when they get to that time. You know, I would say it's not the, it's not the best story, but they definitely do take time to do it, which I I definitely appreciate. That's cool. <laughs> oh, so, so what do you think about the apocalypse war generally? Like we sort of come to the end of this like big dread epic. What do you think? I like it. Um, you know, I wasn't. I guess I should get used to it. I was expecting to see if uh, dread would come to a you know peaceful type of solution, but. Uh, it doesn't seem like his style. Nah, right? that's yeah, that's not really his thing, you know. <laughs> Drop some nukes back on you. Now you know not to mess with us anymore, and we can move on about our day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, come on, like twice bitten, what or once bitten, twice shy. You know that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> uh, so I do appreciate Dred's hands-on approach for um, you know uh, problem solving, <laughs> uh, but it also covered a lot of different genres. There was a uh, you know a uh, 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 what's it called? A war among the people, and then it turns out that's a part of a larger war, and that turns on that's yeah, space is involved, and then we got to do some Ocean's Eleven type stuff, and yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. I mean, makes, going over so many um, chapters, it makes sense that they, you know, um, it could be broken up into so many subsections. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was really uh, fun. It was a, it was a fun ride. Nice. Let me, let me show, I should have talked to you about this earlier, but let me show you this. Uh, I'm going to send you an image right now through, through our discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a, uh, like judge Dredd had a hat for a while, had a date, had a, uh, a weekly comic strip in an English newspaper. Oh, okay. And so one of the strips was this one, which is basically a one-page recap of the entire Apocalypse War. <laughs> which I love because it's just like massively, um, massively, you know, it's condensing this big storytelling to right. sort of, you know, 11 images over and over again, you know, or just right. sort of, you know, taking, you know, I mean, so much of 2000 AD is telling a story in four pages or six pages or something. And this is right. taking that story told over four or six pages over the course of six months to right. just one page of a couple panels and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you can always abstract it away, you know. You yeah. Know, what, what really happened? Yeah. I mean, this and, doesn't even cover like the Judge Griffin stuff that I touched on briefly, you right. know, other things like that. By the truck. I mean, the, that tank and like uh, – yeah. That's that is interesting though. That's an interesting perspective on it. You just like I guess that's just like history. How you know you when you're telling history, you you go with general kind of brushstrokes, but you kind of lose all those individual you know individual stories of that one guy who did that one thing that one time. Right, right. Died. Yeah, this is much more the uh, like the broad strokes, like what you teach an elementary school kid about the history, as opposed to maybe more in depth, which might have been the survey I just did. This is like 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 we've just done a a freshman a freshman in high school sort of overview, you know, and then whatever it goes from there or something like that. (laughs) That's fun. That's awesome. Totally. Oh man. All right. So. Another epic down, another primer down. Oh, man, we're blazing through these. I love it. (laughs) And I hope everybody enjoyed this trek into the history of Judge Dredd. We're doing one more of these to prep for the magazine. Until then, you can find Big Meg One on iTunes, Stitch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at BigMegOne.com. Feel free to contact us at SpaceSpinner2000 at gmail.com, the 2000 forums, or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at SpaceSpinner2K. For everything else, look up SpaceSpinner2000. You'll find us there. Um, this episode was brought to you by Steve Green and the friendly folks, the 2080 forums. If you like our show, why not join them and toss a few coins our way through our Patreon at patreon.com slash That's our podcast network. For your contribution, you can get a bunch of different rewards from episode notes to advanced releases of episodes to exclusive Q&A and modern prog episodes. Anything helps. Thank you for considering us. And then come back next time as we've at last reached the end of our primer series as we get a bit spoilery in our final primer episode, Necropolis. <laughs> Judge Death is back and he and his siblings are wrecking shop all over Mega City One. Meanwhile, oh, yeah, it's terrible. Meanwhile, Dredd's having an identity crisis in more ways than one. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll let you know if you're listening that this primer will have some spoilers for episode 228 of Space Spinner 2000 but that'll only be a problem for about a weekend or so and then we'll be ready to hop right into the magazine at last and until then I'm Conrad there Eli and we are Big Meg One Splendig for three